Thank you for calling GRBM Insurance. How can I help you? Hi, speak to Rob, please. Sure. May I ask who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Okay. Hold on one moment. Thank you. You're welcome. What's going on, Joey? Rob, how you doing, sir? Pretty good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Really just more staying in contact with current customers. So not really, I don't know if you'd call that marketing necessarily, but that's definitely been a struggle for us. We get them in the door, but we don't really, we don't do a great job cross-selling them. I mean, we have tons of monoline contractors, liability policies, and those guys, a lot of them have homes. They pretty much, I mean, if they don't have a truck or something, I mean, I don't even know what they're doing. And so that's really kind of where I see our biggest opportunity and where we need to really focus because I think we're leaving a ton of dollars on the table with not going after that. Are you though, Rob? Are you sure? I don't know. That's maybe what we should talk about today. And that was Rob McCarthy of GRBM Insurance out in the beautiful state of New York. And he's talking about the inability they are currently displaying for cross-selling. And they are heavily focused on contractors in the New York tri-state area. And they're saying that there's a lot of extra stuff that they're just leaving out there and they're not doing a good job of staying on it or or having a process in place to to grab it and well this show is going to be one giant devil's advocate session if you will or at least looking at it from both sides and to help maybe ease the guilt of the people that are cross-selling inept because i actually fall into that camp so um i will lead my people today on this episode of uh, to cross-sell or not to cross-sell. Movie at 11. I don't know. And the point here is that, yes, it's important to get the relevant business to your agency, um, but you know, Rob said maybe we're leaving a lot of dollars on the table. And I would argue that how many dollars, you know, if you put those extra dollars on the table, you know, and if you're not really good at what you're doing on those other lines, how much money could come back off of the table, right? This is gam- stretch, but let's think of this as gambling, right? So you, you place your, 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 your $5 bet and you win your $5 bet. And then if you go up to a $20 bet and you lose your $20 bet, well, then you're much worse off than you were when you were playing your $5 bet. Now, if you're really good at making $5 bets and you're not very good at making $20 bets, you can see where you can end up screwing up a lot of business if you're not at least competent in those areas. And I'm not saying that somebody's going to cross. I'm not saying Rob's not competent. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying that we all have our thing, right? We all have the thing that we do the best. And again, in this world of specialization, in this world of um, niching, you know, I think you might want to identify just a handful of the things that you might want to go after. And then maybe have a conversation of what that is worth to you because you don't need to feel as guilty as you think you do. I wish I had a good answer. 
basically kind of we're on a hamster wheel. We're writing a lot of new business, and so it's just we're, we're rolling with that. Yeah, that's, that's the, the saddest excuse, but that's the reality. I don't think it's an excuse, Rob. It's just how you're set up to do business. And right or wrong, it's working for you, I think. And I mean, yeah, maybe you're not to the level that you want to be at right now, but would that strategy be the one that takes you to that level, I guess? Is uh, we, we don't fully, so I, let, me, let me say, you have two choices, right? You can either say, all right, I'm not doing this thing that I'm not really good at now. We're going to call that cross-selling. Or I'm not attracting enough business, or let's just say more business to take the agency to the next level. Either one of those things are going to get you to where you want to go. It's just a matter of how you want to get there. And now there is the old old uh, insurance, um, I don't know if it's a fable or a tale or wisdom, whatever you want to call it. Words are not my friend today. Uh, of you know, the, you know, the more policies that you have with a client, then the more likely they are not to leave you. And maybe that's true. I think it is a little bit. Um, but again, I I look at it again in my dealings with you know doing stuff that I'm not that great at. Is I just I'm I'm walking a tight wire of you know just waiting for the screw up to where I'm going to jeopardize that line and the other one that I have. Because if you screw up one policy really bad or not even really bad, just a little bit bad then there's a pretty good chance you're going to lose all of them, right? Uh, so it's, it's, it's figuring out, you know, it's, it's, it's not an excuse. But instead, it's asking yourself how much of the pie can you realistically eat? It's silly because I'm settling for maybe a third of the pie when, you know, there's two-thirds that I'm just leaving on the table. Now, Rob, I don't want to encourage your agency reaching a diabetic state, eating the whole pie every time because that might not be healthy. Again, I think this is all coming back to making the decision of how do you want to operate? How are you set up for business? What do you prefer to do? And I've seen it work both ways. And the reason that I, I am having this conversation, hedging this cross-selling bet here is because I know my buddy Carlos Vargas out in Boston, Massachusetts, who just wants mono lion homeowners, right? I asked him point blank, do you want to cross sell the auto? He said, no, not really. People shop the auto. They don't shop the home. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. This dude's running a rock star agency where, I mean, again, he's one of the more successful agents I point to and say, yeah, there's some proof right there of you don't need to cross sell. And he's running a more successful agency than I know that a lot of agents that are quote unquote cross selling even effectively. And so there is something to be said for focus, for specialization, for just doing what you do better than anybody else and then getting out of the way. Because um, it's, it's not a matter of how much of the pie you have. It's how good does the bite or the slice that you have taste. And if, again, let's, let's, keep, let's go with the pie thing because that's where we're at right now. Uh, again, if you had a whole mediocre apple pie you probably feel slightly satisfied and a little gross after the thing is done. But if you had a one slice of an amazing apple pie, you'd be like, man, that's great. And then you might want to eat more possibly. But um, I guess this is a terrible analogy because you can make a whole pie taste good and making your whole insurance agency taste good might be a little more challenging again, specializing in those lines. So the, I guess the, the, the uh, where I'm going with this, if this is going to make sense in any capacity is Maybe it's a better idea to 
you know, have that process outlined, have somebody in the agency that's dedicated to that, the positioning, the pivoting to the lines. And, and, and again, just be very methodical with that. Just don't willy nilly say, Hey, can I do this insurance for you? Understand what you're doing, have some, you know, the people in place to make it happen. It might not be you. You might not be the person cross selling all those lines, send it off to somebody. And this is where, you know, this has been one of my holy grails of, of my insurance career within our agency is we've got the people in our agency doing different lines to where we can kind of send people off to. However, because of the discrepancy in age, we will say, or just the way we do business within each of our own kind of little bubbles in our agency, it, it, it becomes tough. And that's our fault for not ironing that out. And and that's something that you want to think about, right? That's something you want to figure out is can we unify and streamline and even franchise that process? Because if you're going to ask for it, you want to be able to deliver. Right. It's just kind of where I see like our biggest vulnerability right now is the fact that, you know, there's, there's one, maybe even two other agents involved in these people's insurance lives. And that's my own fault for not being aggressive and getting it. I mean, it, it's there. I mean, I could probably ask for it. I don't. Very rarely do we even mention it. Um, like, hey, you know, what about this, that, the other thing? It's just, give me your card. Let's take this deposit. Have a nice day. Here's your certificate. Please don't call me again. Please don't use that. That's the worst line ever. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I know it's going in the show. I know. Um, I know. Indeed it is going in the show, Rob, and for good reason, right? That's not a terrible statement in some capacity, right? There's a lot of truth in that. Um, and there was a lot to digest in that last clip from Rob. Uh, we'll start at the end where he said, you know, let me take this payment and please don't call me again. And it's something I'm paraphrasing, right? The terrible statement that he made. Uh, but let's be honest, right? It's, we just want to get this thing done and be over with it. Now there might be something to be said for improving, um, retention in that capacity and keeping the clients that you had. And I think Rob was just using that as a, as a kind of example of, you know, we just want to do that thing and move on to the next guy and then, you know, go from there. Right. Maybe, Again, maybe there's just better practices involved in retaining that specialty line that you have versus cross-selling into other lines. Again, making these very specific distinctions on you know what it is you're actually trying to achieve. Back to the you know, am I cross-selling to grow my business to this point, or do I want to attract more of the people I'm already getting to get to that point? Right? They're all going to lead you to the same spot, but just figuring out. So, is it about you know, maybe instead of cross-selling, is it about more sales of the same people? And then, you know, combined with retaining more of the business, does that get you to where you want to go? And is cross-selling really the answer? Because I think we just default to it so often without actually really thinking about why. It's just we've been told to do it. And I th again, I think... Yes, there is something to be said of, of being the one-stop shop of eliminating the other agents in their lives, but let's be honest. I mean, if, if you're delivering a truly exceptional experience for contractors in the state of New York and one of those other insurance agents tries to do it, it'll be very glaring and very obvious that they don't know what they're doing. Because again, if we really want to take this full circle to where, you know, my love and passion about insurance is if you haven't educated them enough, if you have armed them with enough information, 
they will probably know more about contractors insurance than that other guy that's trying to do the three or four things poorly or average and they'll, they'll say hey, wait wait hold on a second this is this isn't going to work and the only thing that is really going to jeopardize that relationship and that capacity is if your companies just completely lose their mind and you don't have any place to put the business and they're just going to move because of price because they have to it's a business decision and they can't just you know, for the good of the company, say, ah, well, we like Robin, we're just going to pay an extra five grand for our, I don't know what the, what it costs, but you know, whatever it is, right? If 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 the value isn't there, if the, if the price of the value isn't there, how can you realistically expect them? And I wouldn't, you know, again, if the value is equal and they're going to get substantially less, you know, a, a lower price, then why wouldn't they move? And there's not, there's not much you can do about that. You just have to chalk that up to, not a whole lot I can do. In the health insurance world, it's like, hey, when somebody gets a job and that has insurance, somebody just called me yesterday, got a job, teacher, okay, see you later, individual health insurance policy, because as soon as they don't have to pay for something, they're going to not do that. And these are the things that we just want to think through, figure out if it's really that important for our agency and something that we really need to guilt ourselves over. Because it can work both ways. I think that's the huge moral of this story. It doesn't matter. It's the only thing that you have to do in this entire conversation, how much of the pie do you want to eat or how much can you eat or how much should you eat or not is all centered around if you're going to make the necessary decisions and choices to not kill yourself doing it. So speaking of not slowly killing yourself or your agency by making those wrong decisions, Grow Labs 2017 is rapidly approaching, even though we're still ironing out the few final details, most specifically the dates, as we're trying to arrange the best possible experience for you guys. Uh, I just want to make sure that everybody is kind of making sure to market on your calendar as it's going to probably be sometime uh, in the, uh, I'm going to give you two months, September, October, uh, probably are going to be the two months that it will be most likely to be had in some capacity. October, probably more realistic than September, probably towards the end of October, if I'm going to really narrow it down. So just want you to keep that in mind on your calendar because I don't want you to book something else in that spot and say, ah, Joy, I can't come. And I want you to be able to come because that's where you're going to get to sit in a room with 50 to 100 agents who are doing these things, who have made these decisions, and they can help you figure out how to make them yourselves and what makes sense for your agency and to stop guilting yourself over the things that you've been taught to for years and years and years in this industry and to really think about it differently and what is going to work best for you. So Grow Lab 2017, rapidly approaching, just basically a friendly reminder that we want to see you there. I'd like to meet you. I had a couple of agents. Last time I mentioned it, reach out and email me. Hey, Joe, I'm excited. I can't wait. I've never talked to these people before. It's awesome when these people reach out. If you're excited, let me know. I'd love to kind of put you on the map and say, hey, this dude is rocking and rolling, ready to go. Joey at growprogram.com. Also, let me know what kind of decisions are you struggling with to cross-sell, not to cross-sell? How are you set up to do business? joey at growprogram.com. Take it easy.